What is up, my dudes? Welcome to Olympia Oddities. I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And today, we're here to tell you about the mysterious disappearance of a Washington State-based pro snowboarder, Joshua Corvin. I couldn't find much out there on Josh Corvin's early life, except for that he was born on April 5th, 1975. Before his disappearance from his Mount Vernon, Washington home, he was a professional snowboarder who competed on a national level. He owned a skate and snowboard shop called Evolution in Bellingham, Washington, and from the comments I found on a snowboarding enthusiast thread about his disappearance, he was an influential and generally well-liked and respected figure in establishing snowboarding in Washington. And, okay, so right off the bat, like, I think snowboarding's cool. Oh no, absolutely. I was about to say things that I would have enjoyed, or would have enjoyed (laughs) rather, would have enjoyed doing. I like watching the, the Winter time. Olympics and like oh, yes. the Winter X Games and stuff like that. I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. <laughs> but see, like that Sean White clip is about like the extent of my knowledge into snowboarding. So I tried to like look for like I don't uh, like a like a competition record like results to see like if he'd like placed or won anything, and I couldn't really find anything. But also, I just don't know if I'm looking in the right places. You know what I mean? No, for sure. That Sometimes that stuff can be like, like even in skateboarding, which, uh, yeah, sometimes that stuff can be like pretty underground and pretty, yeah, hard to find. Uh, I was able to find a couple pictures of him like actually snowboarding and stuff that oh, were actually right. on like an old MySpace profile of his. Um, But I could only see a couple of them that popped up on Google Images because like the myspace site's all weird because it's myspace in 2022 right now and it's like impossible to use on the day that josh corvin disappeared march 17th 2004 there had been a small fire at his home this fire is described as being accidental in all the reports that i found the damage caused was minimal and no injuries were reported no one knows if josh had been home when the fire started he hasn't been seen since none of his family including his daughter have heard from him since he was 29 years old at the time of his disappearance. Wow. So there's just a, a fire that had happened and it was accidental. That's that's about the extent of it. And then he's, he's just gone. Yeah, it's almost like what did something happen at the apartment and he like started the fire as like a, you know, like a distress signal or like was it just like a random accident fire that happened at his house on the same day that he went missing you know like that's a really weird coincidence so i'm not sure if that's like coincidence or if there's something more well my thing with it is that it's like being just well not being but described as being accidental it i don't know that just seems fishy to me because that also seems like somebody trying to you know start a fire make it seem like they perished in it as well even though you know we haven't found any reports yet or we haven't really read any reports that said that there maybe have been something there that looked like a body or something but oh you're going for like a cover-up angle yeah. like you think that the fire was started to like maybe cover up a just, maybe even just him just just just, just run oh. off too maybe possibly that's a good angle that i didn't didn't even really think of yeah hmm. well let's that's, get into weird yeah let's get into more of the story and see if we can let's see if we can solve this one. Oh, i'm in He had a few personal problems in his life in the time leading up to his disappearance. Several weeks before he disappeared, he'd been involved in several fights in Bellingham and was arrested for disorderly conduct. I also want to fight people when I go to Bellingham. Sir, why are you fighting people in Bellingham? Uh, Well, okay, yeah. Okay, so I'm not sure if this next bit of information is related or about the same Joshua Corvin, 
But a few different articles popped up when I was researching about the Joshua Corvin that this episode is about. Um, A couple articles popped up about a Joshua Corvin of Mount Vernon, Washington, being involved in a car accident that ended up killing a young woman in August of 2000. The articles say that this Joshua Corvin was 26 in 2000, and that matches up with our Josh Corvin that we're talking about being 29 in 2004 because he disappeared before his birthday in April. They had been driving in the eastbound lane when a truck crossed over the line from the westbound lane, and despite the driver's best attempt to swerve, the truck still hit them. I'm not sure if this was related again, or the same Josh Corvin, but if it is, I could see that being a really, really incredibly traumatic event that could possibly trigger, you know... The starting of a new life, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, just... Or a mental health crisis, or, you know, like... Oh, yeah. I, and, you know, I don't know if it's related, but it kept popping up and I kept seeing it and I was like, um, no, I, I felt like it was worth throwing in there for, like, context sake, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. That was definitely, that's definitely an interesting read. In a comment on a snowboarding forum, I found a comment replying to a post about Josh's disappearance from his mom from 2012. She said, this is my son. He is a daughter who is go- who is now going on nine years. All she has is an album of snowboard photos and pictures of him holding her as a baby. Anyone who knew Josh knew that although he had problems, he had a good heart and would have done anything to help a friend and mentored many youth in snowboard slash skateboard stuff. Mount Baker was his mountain and home, and I am still looking for him. A soul will not rest until buried, and a mother will never give up. If you know anything, contact through his Facebook page or call the Mount Vernon Police Department. He disappeared on March 14th, 2004, and I'm still looking. Josh Corvin would be 47 years old now, and he's a Hispanic male between 5'10 and 5'11 in height. He weighed around 150 to 167 pounds at the time of his disappearance. He has black hair and browner hazel eyes. He had a mustache and a goatee, along with a scar above his right eyebrow and a scar near his left eye. Joshua Corvin's case remains unsolved, and authorities believe that he is now deceased. If you have any information on Joshua Corvin's whereabouts, you can contact the Mount Vernon Police Department at 360-336-6271. Now, you ready to get into some theories? I already dropped one, so yeah, let's see what else we got. All right. First off, the fire. Do you? What are your thoughts on the fire? Do you think it was like set intentionally or was it an accident? You still kind of leaning towards the covering it, it up? I mean, it does. It does kind of sound suspicious. And again, although we don't know if that is the same person that was in that accident, that that is that is weird. That is definitely strange. Mm-hmm. And how about those fights that he was getting into, like about a month before he disappeared? I wonder if like he could have pissed someone off. I don't know. I'm kind of like with a bar you. Though. Fight Every- and had like a retaliation. I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, even when I go to Bellingham, I want to fight with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bellingham. Something about that place. <laughs> and then finally, do you think he disappeared on his own or do you think it was foul play? See, that's strange, but there hasn't, at least as far as we can tell, there hasn't been anything that looks like foul play outside of the fire. But I don't know. I would. St- I still kind of lean towards he disappeared himself. <laughs> See, I'm on the opposite side of this one. I think that this is the first time we've ever had like a like a disagreement. And I think that the thing that does it for me the most is just like I don't think he would leave like his daughter in like snowboard shop and stuff like that. You know what I mean? 
But also, yeah. we don't really know what his mental health was like at the time. We do have those reports of, like, some weird behavior with, like, the fighting in, like, the month beforehand. So that could lean, you know, itself to it could it kind could. of, like, a worsening mental health situation. Either way, it's really sad, and I feel really bad for his daughter and his family. No, absolutely. And I hope one day that they're able to get answers. It seems like he really did a lot for uh, snowboarding and skateboarding and, like, kids getting involved with it in Washington. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's, yeah, I was about to say, there's not really a whole lot to, like, really do. And I think I might have actually been by his shop or something like that. If it is still open, I'm not 100% sure. I just remember being in Bellingham one time and going past the shop. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to help support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram or Facebook pages at Olympia Oddities Podcast on both. Tell a friend to check us out or leave us a positive review. We're always taking submissions for episode topics and your own personal spooky stories. So feel free to DM us whenever or send in an, e- or send in an email to olympiaoddities at gmail.com. I'm Trista and you can follow my personal Instagram at Saloon Ghost. I'm Steven, and I'm thinking about changing my name. I'm probably going to do it. Uh, but for now, it's still the Steven Ramirez on Instagram, so you can find me. And until next time, friends.